It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You're listening to BGN Radio. There is a timeout on the field with the score. Listen to this. We are not drunk. (laughs) This is accurate. The Eagles 34, the Cowboys 3. What is going on, Bleeding Green Nation? It is not John Barchard, who does that intro much better than I. Uh, it is the manager, editor-in-chief of Bleeding Green Nation, myself, Brandon Lee Gowton. Uh, pleased, or very, very happy to join you today on this, I don't know if it's the second installment of BGN Radio Daily, because I think John did one over the weekend. Uh, typically we won't be doing that, but today is the Monday version, in any case, of BGN Radio Daily, the new daily BGN Radio series that we are going to be doing here, coming at you every business day for the most part, so Monday through Friday, we'll have one of the members of the BGN Radio crew either on here on Facebook Live or on Mixler, which is a streaming app that we have as well. I'm not on Mixler today. I'm just doing the, the BGN Radio uh, on right here on our Bleeding Green Nation Facebook page, so make sure you give us a like on that if you haven't already and you're listening on the replay. Uh, you can find this podcast, if you're watching right now, uh, you can find this in the BGN Radio feed, so make sure to go check that out. As always, give us a five-star iTunes rating. Reviews go a long way for us, so please do that. Uh, we appreciate the support. Um, just wanted to talk today about some Eagles training camp topics. Uh, we're going to go for about 20 minutes. We keep these short, uh, just you know, get in, get out each day for these daily updates. So just wanted to talk about how the Eagles are looking in training camp so far this year. Already have some people checking in in the Facebook comments. What's up, everyone? Um, yeah, so I'm going to start off with yesterday's practice on Sunday, the Eagles' first open practice at Lincoln Financial Field. Um, you know, there was, uh, so far throughout training camp, 
I feel like the offense has been ahead of the defense. The wide receivers are clearly ahead of the cornerbacks at this point. Nelson Aguilar was the highlight player of yesterday's practice, looking pretty good. Um, and that's a guy who obviously had a good spring, and there was some talk about, like, oh, maybe Nelson Aguilar has finally turned the corner. You know, I'm not ready to say that just yet because um, he still has a long way to go in my mind in that sense. But for him to come out and have a good practice, you know, it's, it's an encouraging sign. I thought he looked a lot better in the spring than he has in training camp so far prior to yesterday. So with Aguilar looking good, it's, it's just encouraging. Um, you saw him catch the ball well. Uh, no drops, really. Route running was really good. He burned the corners at times, so he's showing off that speed as well. So very encouraging to see that progress from Aguilar. And really it's kind of interesting how the wide receiver situation is going here because you have about five guys at least who I think are locks to make the team, and that's obviously Alshon Jeffrey. Torrey Smith is looking good. He's making the team. I know people have talked about him as a surprise cut. Uh, there's just no way I see him getting cut. Now, obviously, that would make it a surprise cut, but no. I mean, it's to me, it's just not happening. Um, Torrey Smith is clearly one of the best receivers on this team. So um, I, I think he's sticking around. Then you have Jordan Matthews, who I still think could get traded. I don't know if that's going to happen. I just think it's still possible. Uh, you know, the Eagles need help at cornerback, obviously, which is, you know, again, why uh, part of the reason the receivers are looking good, I don't think it's just because, you know, they're, I don't think the receivers are bad and they're just looking good because uh, that the, the cornerbacks are bad. I mean, I think that helps. I don't think it's the only reason, though. So maybe you can trade Jordan Matthews for a cornerback. I don't know how realistic that is because I don't really know who's out there on the trade block as far as quarterbacks go. You know, you think Kyle Fuller would be out there. That's the guy I think the Eagles should get. We've been talking about that for a long time now this offseason. So, okay, so that's three so far. Getting back to the receivers, that's Torrey Smith and Alshon Jeffrey and Jordan Matthews. Matt Collins is going to make this team. He plays special teams. He gets really good separation for a guy who's six foot four. You know, he's a taller guy. A lot of the times, you know, those guys tend to be stiff. They're not, you know, the most explosive players. But he gets down the field with ease. He gets separation. So that's four. Nelson Aguilar is obviously in there as well. I think he's going to make this team. Even if he was bad, he would make this team just because. His contract is guaranteed. So you have those five. Now, a lot of teams only keep five. So the Eagles might only keep five wide receivers. But then you have Marcus Johnson, who Greg Palmer is asking about here in the comments. Uh, he's a guy who can kind of line up anywhere. I think more so on the outside is where he fits in in this team. Because uh, when you saw Alshon Jeffrey, we guys didn't see. But at practice, when Alshon Jeffrey um, went down a little bit, just missed a couple reps on Saturday... The Eagles put Marcus Johnson in with the first team offense. So that's kind of an interesting thing to watch. Um, I think he's a guy who does almost everything well. You know, he, he seems to catch the ball well. He's surprisingly explosive. Like, he might, you might not think of him as a, a burner, but he ran like a 4-3 in college. So this is a guy with speed, too. Uh, I think he fits in as the sixth wide receiver on this roster. 
so I think the wide receiver group is going to be interesting. What happens there? I don't think Shelton Gibson makes the team. I think he might not even make the practice squad. Now, you know, for a fifth-round pick to not make the practice squad, it's not good. I think it could happen, though, because he's been dropping passes left and right. I just think he's literally been the worst wide receiver on this team, and they're carrying 11 guys right now, so for him to be that bad, it's just really bad. Now, I think he could make the practice squad. I'm not going to rule it out, but if I had to make the decision personally today, I just don't see how I could put him on there. Um, Some other topics I wanted to get to today, along with the Aguilar thing and the wide receivers, are the cornerbacks. Now, getting a lot of questions here in the comments today about the, the new guy the Eagles signed, who is Tay Glover Wright. That's nothing. That, you know, that's nothing to really be too interested about. Uh, the Eagles had rookie cornerback Randall Goforth, who they signed as an undrafted free agent from UCLA. He went down with a knee injury. Very unfortunate ACL injury. Happened, like, right in front of me. I saw him uh, make, like, a diving strip attempt after Paul Turner caught a ball over the middle of the field, and he ripped it out to his credit, but then he went down, and he was down holding his knee immediately after the play. It didn't look good. Uh, He was able to walk off the field. They didn't have to cart him off, but still torn ACL, as Doug Peterson confirmed this weekend. So Randall Goforth, uh, he's done. The Eagles will probably waive him at some point soon. So they needed another cornerback, and that's why they brought in this new guy, Tay Glover-Wright, who... A lot of people pointed this out on Twitter, is the guy who gave up that touchdown pass in the Colts game to DGB last preseason. You know, remember that, like, only good play DGB had in his in his whole career almost um, with that uh, fade fade route touchdown in the, the end zone? That was uh, so the cornerback that gave that up to DGB. That's the guy the Eagles signed. So, yeah, I don't think he'll be sticking around too much. Um we have some more questions I want to get to here. So we'll start doing some of those. Why is Foles, BLG? This question from our road producer at BGN Radio, Brian Coulter. It's a very good question, Brian. Um, why is Nick Foles? It, the Foles thing is a little interesting to me. I mean, not in terms of like big consequences on the roster, but just because of the fact that um, he's hurt. He has an inflamed elbow. He's going to miss a week or two of practice. That's not a big deal, but it's just like he missed a lot of time in the spring because he, you know, he had a child. And I'm not saying he should have been there. You know, it's a very important life moment. He should be with his family. But it just feels like, you know, they bring this guy in and he's barely practicing. It just and and he didn't look good when he has practiced. I think he's he's throwing some interceptions this off season. Didn't look good on Friday. I mean, the the inflamed elbow probably played into that. So I guess, you know, give him some time off. Hopefully he plays better when he gets back. But I'm not feeling super confident in him as Wentz's backup. Um, Speaking of Carson Wentz, I can't believe I didn't get to that already. Man, I do want to mention that that Carson Wentz guy is looking pretty good in training camp. Uh, I know it's just practice, but I was a little concerned after watching Carson in the spring and he wasn't really throwing passes with accuracy. It just didn't, he didn't look like the player that you wanted to see making that jump from being a rookie to year two. So for Carson to really come into training camp like he has and just get off to a really nice hot start, and I just can't believe how good he was on Saturday. Again, it's only practice, but 
he didn't miss a throw. Like he had a hundred percent completion percentage. Like that's that's not the easiest thing to do. A wide receiver could easily drop a pass. There could be something beyond his control. But still, I mean, he he was just throwing a lot of good, accurate passes. And it's not just all about highlight throws. Like he's mixing in those highlight throws with just consistent throws to wide receivers and making the play, the simple play, the the easy play, the right play, doing good things. So really encourage what I've seen out of Carson Wentz. Obviously the most important part of this team. So for him to be doing well is a very encouraging sign. And, and honestly, when I was watching him on Saturday, and he followed it up with a really good performance on Sunday too. So it's not like this is just a one practice thing. Uh, but once I saw Carson play well, I was just like, man, we got to get the season started today. Like, I'm ready to watch the Eagles. I don't care if it's, even if it's just preseason, I'm fine with that. Just like, give me some actual game play right now because Wentz was looking good and I want to see that in games and hopefully that does translate over. So along with the wide receivers looking good, Carson has been looking good. You know, that kind of goes hand in hand. The cornerbacks have not been looking so good. Um, Patrick Robinson, I don't know if he's even going to make the team. He didn't get any guaranteed money. He hasn't been playing well. I don't know what the Eagles would do if they didn't keep him. I mean, maybe you sign another veteran. I don't really know what that accomplishes because it just seems like it's going to be another Patrick Robinson at this point, like the guys who are left out in free agency. Uh, Revis isn't happening. We already, I've already shot that down a lot. And Ian Rappaport basically said as much that the Eagles don't really seem to be interested in Revis, so we don't have to talk about that. Uh, Kyle Fuller, again, seems to be my guy, or seems to be. He is my guy that I want the Eagles to get. He seems to be available. Uh, I don't. I guess maybe the Eagles are waiting for the Bears to cut him. Maybe that's the smart move because you can get him then. But to me, like, I want to get a sure thing. So, like, go out and get him. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying you have to give up. Uh, some kind of major draft pick here, but it feels like you should be able to get him for something uh, reasonable. Maybe not, and maybe that's the holdup on a deal like that, but I think Michael Hendricks for Kyle Fuller would be an awesome trade. I don't know if that's realistic in terms of the Bears wanting a linebacker, and specifically Michael Hendricks, who said he wanted to be traded earlier this offseason. The Eagles have kept him. Uh, so, cornerbacks, yeah, it's a major concern. I know people have been talking about Oh, let's just throw Razul Douglas out there. And, okay, but that's not, like, the solution. Because Douglas has struggled, too. And even, I know James and John talk about it a lot on the podcast, at BGN underscore radio on Twitter. Um, you know, they've talked about it a lot, where they're highly in favor of just putting the young guy out there, letting him take his lumps. And I just don't agree with that, because, fully. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying you want to keep him glued to the bench. He needs to get playing time. But you can't just throw him out there as the every-down starter, the every-down player the whole season, because he just doesn't look ready to me. He looks like a guy who needs more time in his development. And I don't think it helps him to play all of those snaps, because I think he's going to get burned a lot, which he has been in training camp just yesterday. And in Eagles practice at the link, Rizul Douglas got soundly beat by David Watford, who was a, a quarterback in college and transferred or transitioned to wide receiver last year. Um, 
So for him to get beat like that, you know, just just not very good, not very encouraging. And I think that's not just a one-play thing. I mean, Douglas has really struggled here ever since kind of looking good in the spring for a little bit while he was breaking up some passes. So so for Douglas to, you know, be this immediate starter, I just don't see it. I think it's going to take time. Um, I just, I think it could really, if anything, putting him in there all that time could really shred his confidence. I mean, if this guy's getting burned and, and he's struggling, you don't want to put him out there in every single rep. Like, that's not, to me, that's just not a good plan. So I don't know what the Eagles are going to do here, but they need to do something because these cornerbacks are not good enough, I feel like, to even get him through the season at this point. Uh, they need more help. I think Jalen Mills is fine enough as a starter. I've seen enough from him to make me believe he's not going to be a lockdown guy by any means, but he, he at least fits the role. You can trust that guy to play a lot. Um, he does make some good plays on the ball. He obviously played a lot as a rookie last year, so he's kind of more prepared to handle uh, all that playing time this year. But after that, it's just it's not looking great. You have Ron Brooks, so I think he's fine enough in the slot, and he'll help you out there. The Eagles have been using Aaron Grimes in the slot too, so he kind of he can maybe he'll mix in in the outside. I don't know. I think they should give him a chance. They should give C.J. Smith more of a chance, who's been taking reps with the second team at cornerback, which probably bodes well for his roster chances. So I think you know the Eagles have some younger guys who probably aren't much of a solution in the long term or or even in the short term, and guys like Grimes or Smith, but. At this point, you know, why not give them the chance? Why not give them more playing time? Because a guy like Robinson, just, he's had some nice moments. I don't want to say it's all bad, but there's just been way more bad than good. So that's a big concern. Um, and I think that just about does it for the things I want to talk about. Now I'm going to get into some more of your questions here. Philip Dudley saying he added a five-star rating for BGN Radio and iTunes. Thank you, Philip. That's very awesome of you. Um, Chad Weikert suggesting J-Matt in a fourth for Fuller in the second. I don't know if the draft pick part makes the, uh, sense there. Joe Taylor also saying, is Kyler, is Kyle Fuller worth a third rounder? And I would say no. I mean, I my in immediate impression when I thought of Kyle Fuller as a p potential trade option for the Eagles back in March or February, whenever it was, I was thinking I would give up a fourth for him, straight up. Now, I think that's a lot. I think that's probably too much based on what you could actually get him for. But I like Fuller a lot. I really wanted the Eagles to take him in 2014. Obviously, he wasn't on the board, so they couldn't, and they ended up with Marcus Smith, who they just cut last week instead, as we all know. Uh, not very fun to remember that. But uh, So I would have given up a fourth straight up for Fuller. The Eagles have three fourth-round picks next year. Or at least two, because one of that one of those fourths could become a third if Eric Rowe plays well, or he plays over fifty percent of the snaps in New England. So um, I think that's something to consider. Uh, the the Fuller trade, I would give up something, but maybe the Eagles just feel like they can wait until he gets cut. I hope they wouldn't do that because again, you could risk out on not getting him, and that would be disappointing. Because again, you need help at corner. So. It's going to be interesting to see what the Eagles do at corner, given all these struggles. Uh, could Rizul Douglas and Jillian Mills be a good enough duo this year? This question from Kevin Nardi. I don't think so, man. Like, I think, <laughs> I, as I've just been saying, I, I just don't think that's a viable starting cornerback duo 
you just I think Douglas deserves playing time and he'll get playing time, but I just don't think he's ready to be a starter. So at least definitely not right away. So that's that's a big concern. Um, some more questions. This one from Chad Weikert. Who has a higher ceiling, Greg Ward or Marcus Johnson? I did want to talk about Greg Ward. That's a good question, Chad. Uh, so I mentioned Johnson earlier as a guy who can kind of do everything. He's versatile, looking pretty good in practice here. Greg Ward has also looked really good, given like with the expectation, you know, relative to expectations of him. He he coming he's coming in here as an undrafted free agent who played quarterback in college for Houston. He did play receiver, obviously a little bit there. He had like 25 receptions and. Uh, those were in the f- his first two years of school. So it's not like he played a ton of receiver there. But still, he's coming into Philadelphia, and he's really impressed in training camp. I think Doug Peterson had used the word phenomenal to describe his transition from, from quarterback to receiver. He's really impressed. I think Ward is more of a practice squad guy uh, at this point, just because I still think you know he's not this polished player completely by now by any means and he still has some growing to do both physically because I still think he looks a little light for a receiver and just in terms of route running and and you know knowing the playbook and all of that go what goes into and technique of what goes into being a wide receiver so I don't think Ward is necessarily ready this year I think you know he could be that sixth guy if the Eagles keep six I'm not gonna say it's impossible but I think it's more likely Johnson is that guy and then Ward ends up on the practice squad. So uh, that's how I see that shaking out. Um, some more questions before we wrap up here shortly, because like I said, we're kind of keeping these short for the daily episodes, just about 20 minutes or so, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, Brandon Mulcahy um, asking, do I think the Eagles special teams unit will be as good as it has been in the past few years? And, I think so, Brandon, because you still have Dave Phipp here, who's a really good special teams coordinator. You still have a lot of the same good special teams players here. Chris Maragos is still the special teams captain. Caleb Sturgis looked good as a field goal kicker last year. Donnie Jones is still a pretty good punter. John Dornboss is a pretty good long snapper. Uh, the return game is the only thing I'm a little question like that's where my questions lie because I don't know who's going to be returning the kicks you figure Darren Sproles will return the punts and maybe they'll mix Donnell Pumphrey in there I don't really know about if you know Pumphrey will be on kickoffs as much Wendell Smallwood maybe he's in that role he returned a kick for a touchdown last year I thought he looked good doing that at times so Smallwood could be in the mix there They've had Aguilar practice there, although I don't really think he's the best kick returner just based on what I've watched him practice before, but maybe he can prove me wrong. So I think those are the main guys in the mix at those spots. Um, And overall, I think the special teams unit will still be good because, again, you still have a lot of the same players, and you have Dave Phipp. So I think they'll be at least the top 10 unit, which is I think is a, a very modest prediction given the fact that they've been like the best unit or at least top five the past couple of years um so i think that just about does it for today's episode of bgn radio daily uh as you know i do some hour-long live chats i'll still be doing those from time to time but um, as far as mondays go that's kind of just my day for the bgn radio daily which is a a shorter episode i want to thank everyone for listening again you can follow us on twitter at bgn underscore radio 
You can support our, our work and check out all the bonus content we have at patreon.com backslash BGN Radio. Make sure you give us a five-star review. Um, again, you can check out this podcast if you missed some part of it. If you want to watch, listen to it on the feed, you can check it out there. So uh, I think that just about does it. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. And stay tuned right here on the Facebook page or on our Twitter for tomorrow's BGN Radio Daily and the upcoming ones this week. Should be a lot of good stuff. Eagles training camp practice returns tomorrow, so we should have a lot of fun things to talk about, as always. Thanks again, guys. Take it easy, and go Eagles. Go Eagles.